Now, the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is August 9th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, the playoffs are here. <laughs> no spectator morning. It was, glori- <laughs> it was glorious. And, and Mr. Playoffs showed up this morning. Who's Mr. Playoffs? DJ. <laughs> Lowest round of the season. You know it must be the postseason. Just some guys rise to the occasion, turn it on when it matters most. Rory's uh, kind of Mr. Playoffs, too. Rory's just Mr. PGA Tour in general. Players, WGCs, Golf Pass. He's just, yeah. Uh, what if it, but if the Golf Channel and PGA Tour are schism, what's that going to mean for Rory and Golf Pass? Oh, that's a good, good question. Should have asked John Arand that. <laughs> I'm sure he would have, yeah, had reporting tip of his tongue for that. Um, all right, what I, you know, I've been hearing you scream and rant and rave about this no fans thing long before the shotgun start. This is a thing, crackpot, you know, scheme of yours since before that that predates even this podcast. Uh, there should be no fans at you know professional golf events. What was the morning like for you? Does it feel like validation? Did it feel like a peek into like a a kind of a Xanadu that, that we'll I think never we get? saw the future. I think the future of golf is going to be limited spectator events like the match because you can provide such a better television product with no fans. Like they can't use like drones. Like the only reason they could use a drone at the US Open was because it was out over the water. Over the ocean. Over the ocean. Like they can't use drones at PGA Tour events because of crowds, so it's they like yeah, they they could use them at the match because there were very few people out there. So there, so, the, if, wait, wait a second, wait a second. So you think the solution's not just going to be relaxing some drone rules, but rather just getting rid of all the people on the ground? Yeah, well, it it makes sense. You're going to have better golf. There's a better competition because there Why? Because there aren't grandstands everywhere. Okay. You're going to have better competition, a better product for the masses, which is what matters. Yeah. Fan experience doesn't matter compared to television experience because that's where you make your money. They make so much money with these different corporate tents. I'm just saying that's where it's going. That's where it's going. Corporate corporate hospitality money is drying up. It's it's just like there's very few... (laughs) No, there, there's very, I mean, like, that's the thing is like the, they have, they have open sponsorships for a reason because like people are starting to be like, why are we spending $10 million to sponsor this thing? 
Yeah. Like well, think about how much you you can do how much damage you can do with ten million dollars of like digital advertising. Marketing. Yeah. Um yeah. So so that's that's the take. Is it's, this a redirection? You want to redirect that digital the shotgun start and things like that? Yeah, I want ten, somebody <laughs> should give us ten million dollars to advertise. Shotgun start would be everywhere. <laughs> uh, there were still a fair amount of yokels out there, just you know gallivanting bouncing around the grounds getting i was surprised at the amount of kind of people who insiders you know vagabonds that just were walking around in the background of these shots but uh any other thoughts on the morning they've got this new leaderboard to confuse us even more they've proposed projected (laughs) tour championship leaderboard graphics as it stands right now ridiculous Brooks Kefka hasn't shown up to Eastlake. He won't be there for three weeks, but he's minus 10 on the leaderboard. It was kind of right. Just just put it on the tee for you. Meatball over the middle. These, these I just don't understand. what the, why, why are we projecting more stuff? <laughs> well, because that is now the determinative thing, right? I mean, it's not these. I guess you have points for this week and next week to get there. I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess there's not two projections. There's points to get through the first two events and then where you'll be for the final event because th- there are no points anymore after bmw hey so. who's worse at golf right now tiger or phil tiger would you say david duvall's better than both probably <laughs> tiger's like I, uh, why is tiger playing this i think he's there to do golf tv bullshit and you know, meetings. I wouldn't fulfill. mind if Tiger just re- retired. <laughs> like I'm all together. Yeah, like Peyton Manning went out on top. Yeah, but Tiger plays a sport where he can like show up in and out. And bounce but and but this Manning. is the thing: is like it's just like just go out. You won the Masters the last year you played golf. Remember, like Ray Allen was like for a couple of years was doing that thing where he just like sign a deal or maybe sign a deal in like March or something every year. Yeah, he should just do like that. Yeah. Spot maybe just what if he just played the Masters from now on and the majors. He and like Larry Mott. Oh, and the majors because he's I got mean, I, what five years into all of them now. Yeah, so just least. play those. Well, he's lifetime basically for British. Lifetime for PGA, lifetime for the Masters, and then now he's five more years for the U.S. Open. But they'll also give him sponsors exemptions, anyways. So is he? Uh, is he a life an honorary European tour? I don't think he is. I don't think he is. Only but Patrick pa- Reed. You see, he's going to play BMW PGA for the first that. time big, ever. Big announcement. Honorary lifetime lifetime member never played it. Just going for the first time to play that market. That's a, what? How we need right, somebody needs to, to do reporting on that because, like, <laughs> why did he get that? Like, I All just right, I'm so perplexed as to how this, it, Patrick Reed must have had dirt on the European tour or something. <laughs> We're not getting into that. We were shouted about that for like four or five episodes last November or whenever it was. Um, all right. What, what what did you think about the leaderboard? I mean, I was disappointed that Rory Sabatini couldn't get it to the house today. He finished with a double. Oh, I thought I saw it. last I saw it was five under. So yeah, like he finished with a double, so he's t- it was minus, minus three, t thirty three. 
Uh, I saw that Spieth played his first like round without a bogey since like May. Oh, really? Yeah. Bogey free. Unbelievable. How about his playing with Wolf? He seemed inspired. He's like, I love how aggressive he is. And I wish I, I used to be like that. I need to get back to that. And we'll actually hear a story coming shortly from Harry Higgs about some of that aggression and complete and utter youthful confidence, irrational yeah, confidence. the Harry Higgs interview going up. I forgot right. to put it up today. Well, now it's our Friday episode. Yeah. So, all right, let's do, uh, should we do a quick read? You have any other first round reactions? Anything you want to hit on? Uh, I don't know. Webb Simpson is like just so He's good. Best golfer in the world, maybe? <laughs> no, he doesn't win enough, but <laughs> he's so good. He's ridiculously good. He's Troy ridiculously underappreciated. He is. He is. MVP of the Ryder Cup and has just kept going. Troy Merritt's projected to go from 72nd to 4th at the moment. A lot of golf to go. but I would um, love if Troy Merritt won the FedEx Cup. I would be here for that. <laughs> that, would, I, yeah. that would be one... That's like a scenario that would have me super excited. There are like a few scenarios <laughs> where the FedEx Cup could really hook me, and Troy Merritt winning would be one of them. That would be a complete disaster for the tour. Um, all right, uh, let's do our uh, our Bixby, Summer of Bixby. This is our last opportunity to uh, get your name thrown in the hat for a day at Bel Air and the Bean Factory. Bel Air Country Club, that is. Uh, golf course of some renown that, that you can have an opportunity to play. Um, Summer of Bixby is rolling on. We have a new promo code. New promo code that will get you... We've got so many promo codes. I mean... <laughs> a lot of promo codes. But it's great. I'll tell you they're, what. Procrast- they're hooking us up. They want to treat I, the people. The shotgunners. I'm, I'm a big procrastinator in life. I procrastinate with the best of them. Because yep. sometimes I feel like by procrastinating, I get rewarded. And I'll tell you what, every, all you that procrastinated haven't haven't fallen victim to our, our wonderful ad reads here. You guys are getting rewarded today with the best promo code offer. Uh, so the promo code is Bratislava, a town that you've become intimately familiar with if you've listened to us for more than maybe two episodes <laughs> um bratislava is the promo code it gets you a completely free first time when you subscribe your first order is free and your your entry gets thrown in the hat for that day at the bean factory and at bel-air listen like we don't need to talk about this coffee being good anymore like we i think i've not seen any good, like negative feedback we get people tell us like the thing about the shotgun star community is we hear from all of you, whether it's emails, DMs, usually positive, and it's been all positive about Bixby. So we don't need to tell you the coffee's good. We know the coffee's good. Get on the subscription. You know when it's coming. You can set the intervals. You can set it to come every couple of weeks. You can set it to come every month, whatever it is. But when you use the promo code Bratislava, your first order is free. Um, Our ethos is transparency, and this is good shit. <laughs> Our ethos is transparency. That's that's correct. It's good stuff. Uh, and it looks like we are are they they are announcing the winner for the Bean Factory in Bel Air Day at Bel Air this coming next week, right? Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. I this hope I get a win. 
Last chance. Am I eligible? I think you're not eligible to win, but I think you, you could finagle your way into the foursome at Bel Air. Take another tour of the Mean Factory. I got to get out there. I got to be out there for a wedding at the in a couple of weeks. All right. Well, there you go. Maybe um, this one I'll go to the Bean Factory. I'll go to the Bean Factory again. All right. Promo code Bratislava. First order, completely free, and and you're in that uh, raffle for a day at Bel Air. Uh, Summer of Bixby. You already know it's good stuff. Pods, K cups, ground, whole bean, whatever you need. Uh, steeping bags. Steeping bags. That's right. I'm fearing back to school season, so uh, I'm getting uh, stocked up now. All right. Promo code Bratislava. All right. What's Flashback Friday? You want you want to do the web or no? Yeah, you can do the web. No, let's. Uh, I'll do Flashback Friday. We got a long interview coming. I'm trying to, you okay. know. Okay, Flashback go, Friday. Go what Flash- do you want to talk about on the web? No, no, no. You seem like you have th- thoughts percolating. Well, it's just a big week. The Winco Foods Portland Open. My boy Vinny Vinny India is is T third right now. Skinny Vinny. Hence, oh. uh, that's yeah. That's why you want to talk about it, huh? Yeah. He, favoritism. Yeah, it is favoritism. Illinois bias coming out. Okay. He's, he's, it would move him to 77. He needs to get into that top Ooh. 75. <laughs> so we need like a top three finish for Skinny Vinny. A good yep. flashback Friday story for 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 Vinny. Eh, I'll save that for another day. Hey, I'll I'm get trying Vinny to, f- to, to come on and tell that one. I'm trying to find this Portland Open leaderboard, and I'm seeing all this Ultimate August stuff, these ads for the FedEx oh, God, Cup. They're just everywhere. You know what I saw today? I like synergy combo ad for the movie Hobbs and Shaw with the rock and like Jason Statham and the FedEx cup playoffs. What? Yeah. It's on YouTube. You can find it. So it's like the rock. And then it flashes to Justin Rose yelling like dramatically, you know, those ads, like it was this crossover ad for this action movie with some golf playoffs. I found it. I, I saw it on TV today. It's like, that can't be right. Anyways, that's a digression after seeing more of these ads looking for this leaderboard. Any other web thoughts? No, no not really. I mean, it's just a, it, it was awesome to watch. I was flipping back and forth between that and, uh, and the Bears. The Super Prime Bears. Golf. Super Bears back in action. We might have the best running back in the league now. We got this rookie, David Montgomery. He's the oh, truth. There you go. Guy, guys. Uh-huh. Juking and jiving out there. Wow, Norman John WD. It's he's going. He's going to be 167th. So he he is uh, back to Q. For for all the successes that are golf is playing pro golf is tough. We're gonna have a little bit of a downer flashback Friday too. Oh God! All right, let's get to it. We're going 2014. Liberty uh, 2014 Barclays or whatever. Barclays, yeah. What was that? Oh, Mahan, right at uh, Hunter Mahan won at Ridgewood or Plainfield? Ridgewood. Okay. So he wins at Ridgewood over Jason Day, Stuart Appleby, and uh, let me pull up my notes here. Stuart and uh, Appleby yeah. was in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Cameron Tringali. So he birdied three out of his last four holes, wins by two shots over those guys. Yep. Uh, Gets on the Ryder Cup team because of it. Yeah. He, he also. Um, Broke the trophy during the presentation. Oh, I remember that. His like wife his, or his, his kid, kid, kid knocked it all over, split in half. Kind of funny. 
So that was uh, <laughs> Hunter Mahan's sixth win as a tour pro. Yeah. His last win. Yeah. So he at the time, it, it moved him 19th in the world rankings. Uh, it was definitely his like worst year he had had in a long time. He was like, he, I think he came into the, the playoffs 61st in the FedEx Cup. Um, this moved him up. He fi- ended up finishing sixth in the FedEx Cup. He made it to Eastlake for the eighth consecutive year. He was yeah. the only player to, that did that. You kind of teased that last... Uh, trivia. Yeah. FedEx Cup trivia. Yeah. Um, so he, had, he was the only player to do that. Um, you know, one of the most consistent players in the world at the time. You know? um, so since then, his game has been no bueno. <laughs> yeah, not good. So he played 22 events, 2015, 2016. He missed 13 cuts. One top 25. 2016, 2017, 26 events, 16 missed cuts, two top 25s. But And then, you know, since he's been bouncing around, nothing good's going on. But uh, let's do a little Mayhan background. This is all about Mayhan. Oh, all right. Yeah, I mean, incredible player, legit. Always in the top five at majors, as you just attested to. It's like, just an interesting uh, story, I think. So he yeah. won won the ninety nine junior U.S. junior. Okay, he was a Pac ten freshman of the year at USC. Then he transferred to Oklahoma State. He became two time Big Ten Player of the Year and two time first team All American. Big Twelve Player of the Year. Or Big Twelve, yeah, back Big Eight, Big Twelve, yeah. Uh, runner up at the two thousand two U.S. Am to Ricky Barnes. Okay. Um, and he won both the Haskins and the Hogan Award his last wow. year at college. That's like not many some, guys do that. Some pedigree. Yeah. Um, he got his card right away through Q School. First win came at the 2007 Travelers. Um, and that was the first year of the FedEx Cup. So he finished 15th in the FedEx Cup. And he ends up earning a spot on the President's Cup team which starts a run of seven straight years on President's Cup teams and Ryder Cup teams. Ryder Cup teams. Wow. So 2010 was kind of like a breakout year for, for Mahan. He won his second, uh, for the second time at Waste Management. You know who he beat? At Waste Management? 2010. Um, I don't know. Martin Laird? Ricky. Uh, young Ricky. Uh, okay. Denies Ricky. Um, then his he wins for a second time that year at Bridgestone. Okay. I remember that one. So he yeah. beat the number one player in the world, Tiger Woods, that week by 30 shots. It was like Tiger's worst, one of his worst tournaments. We didn't think, know that I it was going to get worse. Yeah, I remember this. 2010. I mean, yeah. yeah, I was reading up. some of the articles about it, and it's it was crazy. So, anyways, that that was an interesting tournament. Um, that would that wouldn't got him on the 2010 Ryder Cup team, but Phil had a chance at that moment at that tournament in the final round to overtake world number one from Tiger at the Bridgestone. This 2010 Bridgestone. He or? shot a final round 78 oh, to finish T46, just completely. Took a dump 
in the OWGR <laughs> Cup. <laughs> it's just a fitting thing for a man that never got to the world number one. And you love to always pick at this scab, pick at this wound. Never, never uh, really could beat Tiger and had just a wide open door. Tiger, Tiger shot some. I, I forgot he shot something horrible on Sunday. Just like left it wide open for Phil to yeah. to swoop in there. Using, All using Phil had to do was shoot like seventy. Using Flashback Friday to kind of meander through the woods and end out at a spot where you can take a shot at Phil, you know, never being, you know, a, a peer to Ernie as a Tiger challenger. It's like that. That's, I think that's Flashback Friday's all scheme to just take repeated shots at <laughs> Phil. Um, but all yes, right. I vaguely remember this. Like he got so close. It was like there were like single solitary days where he could become number one and he seemed to always kind of crumble. Um, 2010, that Ryder Cup, not good for Mahan. He flubbed the chip against McDowell last yeah. match. Celtic um, Manor. Yeah. And then he, Class. then he like had the, he cried during the, the press yep. conference, you know? Yep. yep. But, you know, like all great players, he came back. Back on the horse. Exactly. So, uh, in 2012, he beat Rory in the finals of the WGC match play. Okay. For his okay. third win or fourth win. Fourth that win. was out of uh, Dove Mountain, right? Dove Mountain. So yeah. Rory, he denied Rory of getting to world number one. It would have been the first time Rory had ever gotten to world number one. Man, I don't remember Rory being a factor out there. He So it was interesting. So Rory and Westy played in the semis. And if okay. either of them won, they would have gotten to world number one. Okay. Rory beat Westy, vanquished him. <laughs> Westy, Westy can always claim to have been number one, though. I mean, he Twice. got there. Yeah. yeah. Westy's ball ended up like in a woman's shirt. Oh, God. And there was yeah. like a famous line the caddy was like, Can you walk 300 yards up or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway so mayhan this moved mayhan into the first uh in the top 10 of the world rankings for the first time okay um here in 1.4 million fourth career win and two of them are now wgc's so it's like yeah legit big you know? big big events yeah so a couple weeks later he wins the shell houston open um and okay. It moved him to number four in the world rankings. He is the highest ranked American golfer at this point. 2012, April of 2012. Is that mm -hmm. what we're saying? April. So ahead of him. Nobody. Oh, it was like West, oh, Westwood. Timer, it was Westwood, no. Westwood, Donald, and uh, Rory. Rory. Okay. All right. So 2012 is a great year. So uh, 2013. Another good year. Runner up at the at the match play loses to Kucher. Kuch, I remember that one. Mm -hmm. And uh, then Canadian Open, Mahan has to withdraw before the third round. He had a two shot lead, and he His wife wife and labor. Or something? Yeah, wife and labor a month early. So, okay. birth of their first child. You know, Snedeker, who's in second, went on to win. You okay. know, take took control. Basically, like, you know, he did the right thing. But this is like, this is kind of like, as you look at his career, it's really interesting. Like, and this is like, 
you know, you can't fault a guy, but like kids and family, like basically derailed Hunter Mahan. Um, and kids and family. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. so home obligations, maybe with the wife uh, and yeah. And kids. So he wins in 2014. Um, but then he goes like in, in, like we said, you know, struggles in a 2016 Memorial. We wanted them close together. We had two, and it was like holy moly. Two is a lot. And then she's she, and then she was pregnant. Mayhan said with his file, his third child is due next month. I was kind of looking forward to a year without anything new, which hasn't happened. <laughs> Everything in my life is really good. I'm just not shooting the scores I should. So I mean, he made thirty some million. So yeah, he made thirty million at this yeah. point. But yeah. he he was. Uh, so at that point, he'll, the that baby w- made them have three children under the age of three. Jesus. <laughs> so it's just like you know, complete like, and and I mean, this is obviously a personal choice, and there's you can't fault a guy for doing yeah. this. Like this yeah. is life, and yeah. he had already made thirty million. Um, sure. So we have we we have a lot going on mentally. You'd like to deal with one thing at a time. I think I'm over. It, I think it's overwhelming, and I lost track of my swing a little bit. It feels like an avalanche, but it's just a snow flurry. So wow. later that, after the birth of his third child, he switches swing instructors from Foley to Chris O'Connell. Um, okay. Twenty seventeen Web Finals, he he's like excited, you know. He feels like he's back and it's manageable, you know. And uh, he gets his card back. Got his card via web, right? Yeah. yeah. So For then he's playing. He's playing. Played good at Tory in twenty eighteen, and then uh, then his wife's sister dies. Enlo, Katie Enlo, remember yep. Jason Enlo? Yep. So yep. like that, and they had two young kids, yep. and they're like Ryan you know Lander. really close. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it's just been just horrible, horrible yeah. road for. For Mayhan. I mean, like, I think people like look at the fall and kind of forget how amazing he was. You outlined some of those junior achievements, college achievements, and then like right away, it's instant success. Playing every FedEx Cup for like almost a decade. He Probably. had he had conditional this year. He finished one eighty six. Okay. Um, okay. he had two top twenties in the fall, and then so is he gonna play? What what what's he doing? I, I think he's. I, no, he's not in the finals. Or I don't know. Maybe he is in the finals. He is in if the finals. One twenty five yeah. to two hundred, right? Yeah, he's in the finals. So oh, should be does. playing in the finals. Okay. So on his career, he won six times, eight major top tens, made thirty million. How old is he right now? He's like thirty seven. Jeez, thirty six. And and it's interesting when you look at his career, like. Ricky has more top fives, top tens, and everything than, but like Ricky has five wins and thirty-seven million in career earnings, and he's it'd be like essentially if Ricky, like what happened to yeah. Mayhan, like would be if like Ricky just like lost his game next year. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. But, yeah, but just less. I mean, he had the Ace Hardware deal, but other than that, he wasn't as much <laughs> of a front man, right? Yeah. Like, Ricky, you just is, I don't you know. know. He was a big he was oh. a big endorsement guy. I understand. No one's on Ricky's level though. I mean, no one's just with, as ubiquitous uh, as Ricky. So 
So after he had a kid, he never had finished better than 62nd in the regular season FedEx Cup standings. Kids, man. I know. They'll get you. That's uh so Mahan was a golf boy. <laughs> he needs to resurrect that career a little bit too. So this is a little, a little stat I I didn't I didn't know. You have golf boy stats? Yeah. What what was that? Two thousand eight, nine? I don't know. God. Ricky Fedgram Papa Mahan. So he, the their song oh 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 farmers insurance donates a thousand dollars for every hundred thousand views of that video. Oh really? Yeah. How many? I mean, it's got to have like I guess forty million on YouTube. I'm just going out on a limb. Do we have that? Do we have those views? I'm pulling it up right now. I'm gonna guess. Eh, I guess. 30 million it's 8 million oh maybe that was ambitious aggressive so so that's 80 i'm listening to it now 8.0 dollars. oh yeah for that golf boys video dropping the bucket the big farmers but these outfits are unbelievable um yeah it feels like just a different i feel that could have been shot i I don't know that could have been (laughs) 1995 i wouldn't you know. <laughs> um, all right. Flashback, you done? That's the Hunter Mayhem flashback? Yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he was he's too good to be kind of off the radar this early in his career. So all right, let's get to this interview. Harry Higgs, shall we? Harry Higgs. This was like we've heard a lot about him preceded preceded the interview. Just he was full of uh kind of Joie de vivre, um, full of great stories. You just throw him a question, he goes. And this was a really fun one. We get into everything. It's playing with Spieth, you know, wild times on the Latino America tour, getting his car, the process of getting his car, expectations for next year. So this was a really fun interview. We, if you're a Shotgun Start listener, you'll love this one. We wouldn't throw it your way unless you, we thought it was in your wheelhouse. So, uh, Harry Higgs, let's get to uh, and someone to root for here as the uh, Corn Ferry Finals start next week. All right, we now welcome in Harry Higgs, currently on the Corn Ferry Tour. He just won the Price Cutter Championship in Missouri. Yep. Uh, he's fourth at the time of this recording in the 25. So on his way to getting a PGA Tour card. Are they officially allowed to say, like, you have your card, or do you have to wait until the very end of the season? No, I think now they finally tweeted it. Um, okay. I think their projection at the beginning of the year, and then again, it's the first year we've used points, was like 830 points. And then a few people had said, uh, you know, maybe it was 800, maybe it was like 780. And I had, I think I had like 814 going into this last week. Okay. And my goal over the last couple of weeks, I was really close. Like a few guys had already congratulated me and it was just awkward as all get out. <laughs> my goal the last few weeks was to make them tweet it, make them say, <laughs> I've got it. I so I, uh, obviously I kind of did that and then some, but they have tweeted it. I've seen it on social media that I have my tour card locked up. I think they call it locked up. Okay. Fantastic. Y- you're, you're in the bucket. 
<laughs> I'm in the bucket. Yeah, I've heard the bucket reference plenty of times. I don't care what it is as long as they let me play the PGA Tour next year. They could call whatever they want. Uh, we'll get into last year quite a bit. You you were the Order of Merit winner on Latino America Tour. Yeah. Uh, so obviously playing playing good golf. Um, but did you see this year coming? I mean, a lot of these guys get these opportunities on the web tour. I mean, it might take a couple of years to figure it out. Or yeah. you might need to go through finals to get there. But like you got five top tens, runners up, wins, T3s. Like, did you see this kind of year coming? You know, I don't know that I... To be totally honest, I don't know that I ever like saw the last two years in terms of like pretty much how well I've played for pretty much the entirety of the last two years. I don't think, and I mean, I'm obviously no like top player in the world at the moment. I, I mean, I would maybe assume those guys see it, but I don't really, I don't think you ever see it. I definitely saw like an uptick in a few measurements, a few stats. And then kind of just the way that I started thinking about, I think it was Kepka a few weeks ago was like when he turned pro, he's trying to make cuts. So you're then just always around the cut line and then you're trying to have top 10. So now you're around the top 10 and then you, you start thinking like, all right, well I can win. And then you, you start having chances to win. Um, I kind of started thinking in that regard, like, all right, I'm way too good to miss cuts on the, Web, well, it was Web Tour, Corn Ferry Tour. Sure. And I've missed some, and I will probably, well, I don't plan on missing any more for the rest of this year, but if it happens, it happens. Um, and then, like, yeah, just kept kind of staying out of my own way and thinking, like, all right, I can for sure, if I, you know, make the cut, then I can have a big weekend and I can finish around the top 10. And if I was, like, if I stopped getting so freaking aggressive and thinking that I was invincible late, Saturday and late Sunday, I was just doing, I was, I felt invincible and was making just silly, stupid bogeys, but also making just a boatload of birdies. Um, I figured if I could be like a little bit more, uh, what, what do we call it? Objective in my decision-making, like stop. Okay. I just kept, I just kept feeling like, Oh, I'm just going to birdie every hole and I'm going to win. Um, and then obviously you just don't do that. So I did a good job of that last week. And fortunately it turned out, but no, I don't, I, I would, I definitely thought that all of this was possible, but I don't think you ever really see it coming. You just, you kind of, at least for me, you kind of recognize it's kind of coming and happening and you just, just do it. Like just keep showing up to tournaments and, and wanting to win. I won last week and I'd already planned on taking this week off, but like, I can't wait to get back out there and try to beat everybody again. You know, it's, I just had, and it was, it was kind of a, subdued celebration like right as it happened we certainly had some fun later on and <laughs> certainly had a few hungover mornings but like when it happened it's just like all right this is cool sweet but i want to keep doing this and i want to do it at a higher level and it, it was it's not what i thought it would be if that makes any sense it was just like all right that box is checked now let's go beat people the next time i play and let's keep let's keep doing it and doing it and doing it so what you talking about? Like, think I'm. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. So I just I was, certainly think I'm capable of some really good high level golf, but I don't know that I like forecasted all this, but I kind of knew it was coming in a way, and then just make sure that you get out of the way basically and let it happen. I, w- I guess would be the best answer. I just talked for four minutes and came no, up with good. that. Love it, love it. But like, 
So some of that's like you're talking about the strategizing, being more objective, and also like kind of it sounds like being yeah. more patient and stuff like that, or just letting yeah. it happen. What were those? But you referred to those those like measurements that you thought you could be better. I assume those are statistics. Like, what did you? Yeah, think yeah, that's why. Did to be the thing I, to do well on the corn ferry. Um, for me, going into this year was pretty much. I kind of knew I was going to have a good year if I hold a few more putts from like six to ten feet. Okay. Um, like what was it? So about three years ago, I I didn't, or I guess. The year before Latin America, so yeah, two years ago, I guess now, I uh, statistics-wise, like I was not striking the ball well, and I and I always just kind of like I'd always have good quality. I'd always had played like in a four-day tournament, I always play like thirty or some odd holes well, hit some good shots, but I would always kind of fight like a slap week, right? And okay. some weeks I just was going to play it, but I kind of realized like, all right, well, I'm good enough to at least know when it's going to happen. And then I just aim, wind up grabbing an extra club and aiming so far left. <laughs> um, but like, I realized, yeah, I'm probably not going to win any tournaments this way. Uh, so kind of just honestly, my, my ball striking statistics, my approach, like approach to the green have been insane gaining, at least a couple shots almost every round in terms of strokes gained approach. Uh, and it's solely because I'm hitting the ball in the middle of the face more often. Um, if not almost all the time. And then it's like, I can be creative. I'm not worried about when there's, you know, trouble short, right. I'm clubbing up. It's like 180, and I'm hitting like four iron. Now it's just grab your seven iron and hit it solid. And, go up there and make the putt. Um, I got really good at being good, slapping it around. And then I realized, well, I'm not going to win like this. So I might as well try to stop slapping it less. <laughs> so so I, I was curious. I, I was going to ask about, um, you know, you played at SMU, obviously like a big time yeah. golf program, but you, you know, you were by no means like a superstar at SMU. Um, I don't want to, yeah. I hope that doesn't offend you. Is that, no, because, no, no, no. Is that cause you were doing it. Yeah, yeah. slapping it around at that point? And that's really what's, what's, uh, you know, taking you up to where you were the order of merit winner at, uh, Latin America is really like in, improving your ball striking. Yeah. I mean, I would say I always drove the ball pretty straight. Uh, my freshman year here, I think I led the country in like fairway percentage. And I think I was borderline hitting like 78% of the fairways. Uh, and my freshman year, Kelly Kraft was a senior and he used to, he used to literally not let me take any more than like an eight iron onto the driving range. Cause my wedge play was just so bad. And then, wow. you know, he started learning a few more short game shots and kind of, I, I didn't really know. I like, I never knew how to practice and all this, that, and the other. So that took basically four years. I was very fortunate to have good teammates and then really good coaches that kind of helped me along. Uh, and then I kind of started like working smarter in terms of what I was doing in practice that made it competitive and kind of made it bleed into my rounds. And then I started like my senior year noticing, all right, I'm shooting some pretty good scores. I had a few good results, a couple, I think top fives. I never won. Um, but team golf, is not it's just not it's just not the same because like i 
when I finished, I was like, all right, sweet. Now I'm ready for professional golf. I just spent four years here. I got better and I made kind of a, like, like I did last year and I'm probably going to continue to do. So this year I kind of made like a late season push to like really improve and really have good results. So I thought I was ready for pro golf. And then you get out there and it's like team golf's just not the same. And one, you, the courses, honestly, in college were probably harder than any mini tour or developmental tour golf course. And then you just left now because kids are so good so early, but I mean, you could shoot even par every day and be an all American. Uh, I definitely didn't do that, but I, and then you, I mean, if you shot 78, there's still something to play for, you know, like right. You, right. You, either your team, hopefully the other four guys played well, and then you've got two days to, then you can shoot 78, 70, 70, help the team out. And then you just, but you finished 40th, but you feel good that like under even more pressure, it was more pressure playing team golf. I felt than when it's just for myself, if you shoot 78, then you either, you're probably just going to miss the cut and go home and try to get better. Um, whereas team golf, you got you, there's no hiding, you know, you, all right, you messed up the first round. You got to, you got to do a better job the next couple and help us out. So you, like at that level, no. are you like, I don't know. I, I suck at golf. Like a good golfer, like a pro golfer is a pro golfer. I, I get like, sure. How do you tell the difference there between like, all right, that guy is a pro, like, how is it easy? Can you tell right away? Like that guy is going to be a PGA tour player. And did you know that about yourself? It doesn't sound like you instantly knew that. I like, didn't, I said it. I always said it about myself. I was not always convinced of it, but I always kept saying it. I mean, you grow up, you know, you're in eighth grade, never, you know, you're the stud and you're about to go into high school and play high school golf and you're doing well and you're winning junior tournaments and you're talking to your friends like, yeah, for sure. I'm playing the PGA tour when I'm, you know, whatever million dollars a week, you know, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, I kept saying it in almost just like delusional confidence deep down in there. Like I always knew I was capable of it, but I, I it wouldn't have been until honestly, probably last year when I, I, I had stretches in the first, Last year was my fourth year as a pro. My first three years, I had a few stretches, and I, I never did it for four days in a row. Honestly, some weeks it would just be like six holes, and I played six holes so well and so clean and like hit all the shots that I see guys on TV hit. And so I kind of kept thinking, all right, yeah, I can still for sure do this. Then not a problem. I just need to find a way to make it happen over the course of a week, you know, throughout four days of a tournament, throughout – a month throughout a season. And then last year I started working with, uh, Corey Lundberg at Altus here at, in Dallas at Trinity forest with, right. uh, Cam McCormick, Jordan's guy. And I, we showed up and I, we worked a little bit in the fall before last year. And I told him like, I'm, I'm definitely good enough to play at the highest level. I really feel that I, I feel that I've like had these flashes enough, and I'm, and if we get to the bottom of like how my mind works and thinks like I would all, most of the time I would get over it thinking, honestly, that I just wasn't going to hit a good shot and I just wouldn't hit a good shot. And it was irritating, but it was like, well, dude, it's kind of in a sick way, a good thing. Like, can you just try to get over it and think you're going to, you're going to hit a good one? Cause then you're probably going to hit a good one. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and then last year, the beginning of the year, I didn't have any status anywhere. And I, and I, I literally, I told Corey, I was like, dude, I think I'm good enough. I was just about to go to 
Latin America Q school, I think I'm good enough to win the money list. I don't have status on the tour. So you can't win the money list without status. Right. And he kind of, you know, as obviously as a coach would always do, he agreed. And we kind of set forth on a plan. And I fortunately, like a week later, I got, I finished second, almost won. So that was kind of a nice boost. And then I kind of just pretty much showed up to every tournament thinking like, all right, I'm good enough last year to win. And at the end of the year, I'm good enough to win the whole shebang. And in thinking that, and then actually doing it, that really helped me for this year, obviously, because then it's like, all right, I'm just going to do the same things I did last year. I, I still think I'm good enough to, I, I heck win this money list or points list, I guess. And I got off to another pretty halfway decent start and felt like my game stacked up. So then it's just like, all right, keep, keep preparing, keep doing the simple stuff you were doing and go out there and just simply beat people. Like I, I hate when it, I mean, I hate it on Thursday when I shoot two under and I'm in 45th and then, you know, I've teed off in the morning and then in the afternoon I'm in 60th or, I mean, I don't like going from 17th to 18th. I want, I mean, if I'm, if 17th is good as I can do, I want 17th. So I guess it's kind of a sick competitive drive and then just kind of almost delusional confidence in that I always said I would do it and kind of deep down thought it was possible, but needed to find a better way to get to a more consistent place where I could play better stretches for longer, basically. Is there, is there something like, like at SMU, you said you play with Kelly Kraft at least yeah. for a year there, US Amateur, yeah. like stud played with Bryce and you overlapped a little bit with him. Like what is there beyond yeah. just like a scoring average that like you can tell right away aesthetically, like that guy is going to be a pro. You can usually see, um, I was always almost able, you can almost see the way that their mind works. Like you can see how they approach a golf shot in a less clouded way than somebody like myself, who's like, 120th in the college rankings or whatever that might have been as high as I ever was I don't really remember but like I, I'm getting over the ball with like oh, it could be this it could be that and they're just getting over the ball it's like this is an eight iron it's got a cut it's got to land 15 feet left of it go you know and that's the more kind of the higher level golf I've played you can see when guys are playing well and honestly usually the best guys they don't really think about a miss they don't now granted in their game plan throughout the week, they might say like, Oh, I can miss it here. But pretty much every shot, the only thing they're really worried about is like executing it to the nth degree in terms of precision. Like it needs to land here. It needs to go there. And then I'm going to go make the putt. And you kind of like produce a score that way. I, Kelly was good at it. Bryson was insanely good at it. Like, I mean, he just, he showed up and hit it at, in he would go months years without hitting it where he like he hit it where he was looking every time and you could yes because he's an insane ball striker he's got a wonderful swing but you could almost just see the like his ability to almost force the ball to go where it's supposed to just in like sheer confidence and belief and then his kind of thought processes uh if that makes any sense at all i'm also terrible at describing these things It makes a a ton of sense. sense. I I always say that all PGA Tour pros have irrational confidence. You know, like, 
no doubt. You guys never hit bad shots. You know, because no, 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 no. Even well, if you do then, hit a bad shot, you don't believe it was to a yeah, certain extent. The first thing, I mean, I'm the king of it. The first thing, like almost immediately, I'm thinking like, oh my God, well, that was this, that was that. And then I'm always like, dude, you just, you just didn't hit it hard enough. You just, <laughs> it, it, deep down, I always know it's me, but your first reaction is just like, no, 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 couldn't have been me. No chance. No way. <laughs> um, I remember we were, Kelly had already turned pro. I think he had, he had just a few years, a few years ago, he had just won on the web. Uh, Cody Gribble, who's another Dallas guy, was, we were playing with him and Cody, I think was like, I think he had just gotten out onto the web and then we played with Jordan. And this was, this was before Jordan won the masters, but we were just playing a money match going around. And then on 16, it was the old honors course, which is now Meridos. So it's not even there anymore, but is this par five. Everybody kind of, it's pretty easy drive. You drive it in the fairway and then it's like a three wood long iron into the wind. And the, the whole green kind of slopes from right to left. And the flag was on the left, but there's water short and left and kind of up the whole green. And I go first and I fan it way right. And Kelly fans it way right. And Cody as a lefty hooks it way right. And then Jordan was last to go. And in that moment I could see, and then we were all hitting, I think he hit three wood. In that moment is when I like, there was like a light that switched. You could tell deep down that he was not. And our pitch, I got it mine up and down and Cody did too. Like, it wasn't like our chips were even that hard. You basically just duff it on the green and it rolls to the flag and you maybe hole a six to eight footer and you make birdie and go to the next. But you could see that Jordan was not going to allow his ball to go any further right than like 25 feet right of the flag. And he hit it. 25 feet right of the flag and then we all kind of were all over there and this it was the 16th hole season the stakes were higher than they were when we started right and then obviously an eagle will present a double and a double and a triple and so we're all like all nervy on our chips and we <laughs> fortunately we got him up and down but then he's putting and we're just like all right well because he refused to hit it bail out over there now he's got a chance to just take all the money out of our wallets. Unfortunately, he just, the one time he barely missed one. Um, but I, I'll forever remember that. And I thought like, here's me. And I think I might've been just out of college. And then Cody, like Cody had just gotten out onto the web and Kelly had just won and secured his PGA tour card. And then there's this kid and I'm like, Holy cow, this is, and I knew Jordan was just about to turn pro and was, you know, he'd already had some success. Well, he had a lot of success, but you just saw, and I was like, oh boy, that's, uh, that's different. I need to get to that point. Uh, so kind of ever since then, I've tried, I've always thought of that and I've always tried to find ways to do so. Sometimes the best thing to do is just hit it 50 yards right away from the water. Cause you've got nothing that day. But if you've got it that day, his like refusal to bail was incredible. And you didn't, it was almost like you could see it just in the way he was looking at the shot, you could, I could almost see him think and you could like think that he was thinking that it was incredible. Do you think he's still that way? I mean, I didn't expect to talk about Jordan, but like, do you think uh, obviously like his bad year is a really, really good year for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he's, I mean, do you feel like there, the, there's like a burden of success there? I mean, because it's maybe the best year of his career could have come, you know, in the first three years of it. And it's totally, it's a yeah. legendary year. It's 
justifiably. Yeah, I mean, I'm wa- I'm watching the golf now, and it he's like 69th on the FedEx Cup points list or whatever, and he's I think he's a few under par today. I just yeah. turned it on. But, he's uh, got he's got an eagle putt yeah. right now. I think. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is a par good, five. Good no, radio. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can see. I think you can see when I think you can almost tell if you really truly watch, and you kind of know what to look for. I think you can almost tell when any of us, but almost especially Jordan, when he's going to hit a good shot, when he's going to pull it off, and when he's going to play a great round. Um, How? And maybe it's happening How? a little How? less. Like, How do you see like, that? Though? Just what you're talking about with that just, match? Yeah, it's just kind of like the way that he or any other great player or somebody that's just about to hit a great shot, you can almost like – feel and see how they're looking at it. Usually, usually for me, if I'm really quiet, it's like game on. This is a good yardage. I'm just going, leave me, you know, Mike, my caddy, leave me alone. I'm, I'll take care of this. Um, I don't know if I'm as great at spotting it anymore and it's hard to do through TV, but you could really, yeah. in this, in this situation, then you could really tell, you like know, he's probably going to, he's got it on the green still. He'll probably make this putt. Um, <laughs> But it definitely does look like he gets a little, he gets a little antsy and a little bit more fidgety, and then he kind of makes swings that are like that, like you know, Duvall. I uh, I, I, Duvall I said, so some, said something right before he said it on live from the Saturday night before Sunday at the Masters when everybody was going yeah. through who they were going to pick, and he goes Tiger, and they're like, why? And he's like, I just see it in his eyes. Like he looks yeah, the way yeah. he looks like in the, in the 2000 and there's just something. Yeah. And then all the, all the other majors you saw what, I mean, did anybody think he was going to do well? Like right. it looked like he was worried about something mm-hmm. like Jordan looks like he's going to make this putt right now. It's interesting. That's the way, I don't know why the way he's looking at it and he usually makes every putt anyway. Yeah. There sure. you go. He made it. Yeah, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> that go. We live got a live broadcast. We might get in trouble if we if we are live on. Um, yeah, but I. So I'm curious that you. So you went down to Latin America like your first yeah. year out, 2015. Yeah, um, I did. And then you and then you took like a couple years where you were playing all over the place, but you came back in 2018. How much? How much yeah. different was like, you know get traveling around Latin America the first time versus versus the second time. Uh, quite a bit different. We went to Argentina more the second time and that's just is difficult. <laughs> but uh, now in terms of like, it was basically a fraternity the first year we were all in 2015, like all of the guys that I played college golf with or a lot of, I mean, a lot of guys that I knew of, we all just, showed up down there and it's like a traveling fraternity. We're just like hanging out and playing golf and enjoying some dinners and trying to piece together enough Spanish to order dinner or order drinks or, or get in a cab and get to where we're supposed to go. Um, and then the, the 2018 year was, I mean, I, I, I'm not one that like needs to put my head down and think about golf and do golf all the time. Like I certainly had, some fun, but it was like, all right, I'm here to get off this tour. And I thought the same way the first time I was there, but like, I was almost more worried about like meeting new people and everybody else doing well. And hopefully I do well. And then like last year it's like, I'm just here to beat these guys. Like, 
I still had a few friends that I played with that year, just guys you've met throughout the year. And I just kind of hang out with them. And other than that, it's, I just want to beat these guys and get off this tour. Um, and no disrespect to the tour. It's, it was the best thing that ever happened to me is getting status and going down there and proving what I'd always thought and always kind of said to myself that like, I mean, eventually I was going to have to do it. I can only say I was good enough to play at the highest level for so long. You need to actually do it. Uh, and I was getting a little long in the tooth. There's like a lot of 21, 22, 23 year olds down there. And I'm 26, 27. Like, dude, get off the tour, get off this tour. You don't want to yeah. be doing it forever. Yeah. So what are, what, do you have any humorous stories you can share about that first time around about ordering something, drinks, getting in a cab, like you were talking about any, anything that, that that's safe or it doesn't have to be safe, but that you're okay with sharing yeah. on the pod. Yeah, we finished in, uh, this, I didn't do it, but we finished in, uh, Aguas Calientes, Mexico, hot water. <laughs> and, uh, we went across the, across the hotel or across the street of the hotel, there was like this little mall. I think it was like a TGI Fridays. And Sunday, we always had fun. And <laughs> Sunday, we're just like carrying on drinking, trying to order like a burger that's edible. And fortunately, we all did. And still just having a whole lot of fun drinking. And like everybody was either at like one of three restaurants. So we kind of all end up together. Um, and I don't know why I thought of this. There's There are so many more. I just need to like wrap my, just really think about them. Sure. But uh, one of our buddies, we're staying in a Marriott, one of our buddies got pretty banged up. I'll keep his name out of it. Yep, of course. He was kind of, he was, he excelled at Sunday nights. <laughs> and he also excelled at missing flights. And he missed his flight the next morning. But in the process of doing so, I somehow he broke the elevator in the Marriott. Like he came, we came back banged up and like we rode it up and then got off on our floor. And then just in the, in the trip up like two more floors, he somehow broke it, shattered his phone and then just slept through it. He was the king of sleeping through his flights and then like complaining to American airlines and they just put him on the next ticket first class. Like it was unbelievable. We we're like, well, why don't we just get as banged up as him, miss our flights and then fly first class. <laughs> There's 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 always a few more. I gotta. That's amazing. Yeah, one of my buddies uh, who's played down there for played down there for a while told me a story of a guy waking up in a bunker one morning. You know, after he missed the oh, cut. I've, yeah, <laughs> well, the first year we were there, we played in Mazatlan, Mexico, and it was like the something something presented by Heineken. And they had a cut party, and I never played. I played this golf course like three times, and I never made the cut. So they had a cut party Friday, and it's like a really remote resort. But the city of Mazatlan's there, and I think there's a lot of wealth in the city. So then there were, you know, very good-looking women bust in, and they would enjoy the party with all of us, and it was a blast. But I just remember waking up so hungover the next morning. I haven't had a Heineken since, but I have heard <laughs> stories of nefarious acts being done on the golf course and or people sleeping on the golf course after said cut party. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Amazing. Uh, so what's... it happens less than I think you'd think, but right. Yeah. Those Sunday nights were a lot of fun and I, we kind of do the same thing with the kind of the group that I've hung with this year. Like when you're done, you're done. I mean, Monday's a travel day. You're, even if you aren't hung over and you got like, 10 hours of sleep it's still miserable dealing with people and travel so you might as well have a few cocktails 
wake up a little banged up and then just travel and usually go and register and then find your hotel and sleep. So <laughs> that's amazing. I guess that's what I was going to ask. Like how different, what, what, I mean, you hear so much about how different PGA tour life is compared to web tour life. And I don't know yeah. if that's actually true or not, but how different has web tour life been from Latin America? Well, so, yeah, if it is that much different, there's no way it's as different as, right. You know, PGA tour, Latin America to web tour. I mean, just being able to just, simply and most of the times they it was not a big deal but because they spoke english but just checking in at the airport like you're not you're on edge thinking like well if this guy doesn't speak english how am i going to pay for my bags there's always a gringo tax you're always going to pay more than one of the latin guys for your bags or you're going to pay more for your cab you know they just the gringo tax as we called it i mean you're just going to get you're going to get charged more um yeah, just, I mean, being able to talk to everybody in the airports and then like, I, I love all the Latin people, but they are really difficult to travel amongst. Like when that, when that pilot pulls into the gate and turns on the, turns off the fast and seatbelt deal, like it is all hell breaks loose. Everybody's up. Everybody's grabbing their bags. People are climbing over one another. It's like it, my it, it always like, it gave me. Yeah, well, it was one I hate it at all, but it gave me like anxiety to see what would happen every single time you would land somewhere. And then you're always worried about is it, you know, is my bag going to come? If my bag doesn't come, how the hell am I going to get it? Where's it going to be? Where's it going to be sent to? Um, yeah. And this year, like I can pretty much fly whatever airline I want. I can get in whenever I want. I can, if I play crappy, I can get back to Dallas whenever I want. Um, I can what? check into the hotel and they, they speak English and you know, it's, it's just a whole lot easier. <laughs> What's been like a stop or a place or a tournament on either Latin America or this year web tour, like you hear like the Chitty Macha, Louisiana, like what has been yeah. a place oh. that we, none of us would expect is like awesome. It's so cool. Or either it's like, I don't know, beautiful or just like a great experience that you maybe yeah. the viewer would, would not expect. Anywhere in the country of Colombia is incredible. The people are awesome. The women are beautiful. There's well, I've only ever been to Bogota, but they played a few years when I wasn't in Medellin and then like Cali. Like pretty much everybody there speaks English because they all pretty much go to English schools. We went there once this year on the web. Well, it was the web at that point. Um, and then I played two more times in Bogota. Like it, the, the beauty of the women there is just jaw dropping. And then like, you got to go to crepes and waffles. If you're ever there place, like it's like kind of a chain, I think food wise, but it's yeah. just incredible. I mean, any restaurant there is just incredible. Like it's beautiful. The ball goes forever. Then this year was just a, insane party for the the web event at the time like using two courses this massive compound of a clubhouse wow um that was the one international one uh other than that no no offense to any of the (laughs) the ones throughout the states but they all do just kind of they're all pretty freaking similar like all buns together what what would you do yeah if you were running a web event, what would you do to to make your event stand out? Like to make it better. 
make it better. Fly in a bunch of Colombian women. Other than that, <laughs> well, yeah, that would be that would be a home run. <laughs> like, like funny, make it better. Because I'm not. I have I have ideas, but they only come like I don't ever think of things in a quickly in a timely manner. Like when we hang up, I'll probably think of something. Yeah, sure, sure. Colombian women would definitely. I mean, <laughs> I'm in on that. Um, <laughs> oh, let me ask you. You can think about it for a second. Let me ask you about the yeah. uh, the the corn fairy style of play. Like, and I assume you got yeah. used to it on Latin America as well. And yeah. maybe even maybe even in college, I'm not sure about the that you talked about team play, but like you always hear guys talk about like, well, I made like four pars in my first six holes on Thursday morning, and I was like, well, I'm kind of screwed. Like I need to yep. shoot 65s. Uh, you know, is that a style you like? Is that a style you're ready no, to get the it. hell away from and yeah, all that? I hate it. Is that I true? Is that it, actually I'm, the style where you're like pressing right out of the gate Thursday? I think well, yeah, you kind of, I'm super impatient, so I kind of just do it myself anyway. Okay. Um, but if you think about it on the whole, like I shot 22 under last week. So 22 and 72 holes. Yes, that's a, that's a lot. Like you need to birdie a lot of holes. You need to make very few bogeys, but it doesn't, it's not every hole. Right. Like if, if you shoot 65, you probably birdied all the par fives. You drove the ball in or close to the fairway a few times and then hit wedges close. And then you probably like pushed or pulled an iron shot and got away with it and made the putt. And then you probably made like a 20 footer. Yes. That is not the easiest thing in the world to do. Cause it's just not, I don't shoot 65 every time, but it's not, if anything, it's almost made it. I hate doing it, but it's, I've almost gotten used to being like, you see guys like try to never make a mistake and try to birdie every hole. And I'm just like, well, dude, I got 72 of these holes to get to whatever I got to get to, to win. I'm going to use all 72. I don't want to get to 22 in like 60 holes and then try to hang on, you know, like right. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to get there eventually, hopefully. But I've also think we've, I don't know. I'm not good with numbers. I don't know how you'd look this up. But this year, I think the scoring averages have been less. Like the to make the cut and to finish in the top ten and to win this year have been less on some of the more traditional, easier stops. One because of like wind or conditions. Utah a few weeks ago is usually you know a race to like twenty twenty five, and the cut some years I think was like five or six under. But we tee off on Thursday, and the wind is howling and the greens are firm and i think i think i might have shot like one or two under and was in like 25th i think the cut was even or maybe even over par um so i think i've just gotten lucky on like what it's actually been this year because i'm not a huge fan of shooting zero and then sure. seeing if it's good enough uh and then last year in latin america most of those places some are very some are easy and some you got to do that, but most of them are either really good and challenging golf courses or they're hard because they're kind of, I wouldn't say designed poorly, but designed like 
okay, am I going to try to do the driver through into the five yard gap <laughs> or do I just take the seven iron and then try to hit the five iron up onto the green? You know, like <laughs> it's like, I wouldn't quite design it in this way, but so I, and then last year I just decided I'm probably going to try to fit the driver in there. Uh, hit a lot of really like low squeeze cut drivers that ended up in the fairway and I'm 50 yards ahead of the guys that have hit, you know, irons off the tee. And then it becomes a whole lot easier for me. Um, no, this year on the whole, I think it's been, I think it's been a little harder. And then I also took, I was fortunate to be fully exempt. And I also took a few of the weeks that are traditionally really low. I just took those off. I, was, I don't, is, is that a hard thing to do? Take weeks off when you, when you oh know, it's like, it, when God, you, yeah. there's just like anxiety, I imagine. Oh, well, it's just auto. You fall five spots or more every time. Every time. That's amazing. And it's, I, I made a schedule at the beginning of the year thinking, I do not want to play golf and be away from home for any more than four weeks in a row. And I did one four-week stretch early in the year, and then I'm just about to do another with Portland and then the, free, the three finals events. And then I knew I was taking 4th of July off because we do a Higgs family vacation in North Carolina, and I just sit on the beach and eat and drink for a week and i figured in the middle of the year that's going to be exactly what i need um and sure enough it worked out just like that i (laughs) went and sat on the beach and drank and then finished third finished 22nd but probably should have finished like fifth and then one that that week off did you touch a club at all no 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 complete cold turkey i still haven't touched a club since sunday i got a lesson tomorrow and i won't cancel it but I'll probably have a, I'll probably have an hour long lesson where we'll probably wind up talking for about forty five minutes because again I can talk. Um, we'll probably talk for about forty five minutes about what happened, kind of write a few things down, what we want to do, moving forward. I'll probably hit a few balls. I hope that they, if I hit them solid, I'll just leave. Um, and then I think some of the other guys, like Scotty Scheffler, lives in the area. Charlie Saxon, some of the guys that I hung out with. And I didn't know they, they just all moved into a, a house with a pool. I didn't know they had a pool. So I honestly would probably bail on practicing Saturday and just go sit and drink by the pool. And then I'll head to Portland Sunday. So I'll kind of like work a little bit more of practice Sunday in Portland. And then I'll Monday, like I'll actually be there on a Monday to do something. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then go. But I'm, I'm pretty good at taking breaks and I'm pretty good at doing nothing. I'm way better at doing nothing than I am at golf. So <laughs> I just, <laughs> I finish and for the most part, hang them up. And then, but I've also gotten a lot better at how I practice. Like if I go out there, I'll be out there for a couple hours. I'll just try to recreate the same things that I want to have happen during a tournament or in, in around in, in a, in a round. And if I'm still doing those things, I just kind of, all right, I'm good. I'm going to go home. So, so you got you got four starts. You have or four. You got the Portland and then three finals. Like you yeah. have your card. Like what is? I mean, yeah. What do you want to get out of that? Like the, the obviously the big tour, the PGA Tour schedule is now all funky and it's gonna be done. You know, by yeah. Maybe before I guess before would it be before the the yeah tour? they their their tour cha- championship finishes the week before our tour finishes. So there's no like battlefield or like, what do you want to do out of these last four events? Like, obviously you can always get position yourself with better status and things like that. Like, do you feel like you're going to 
throttled down. I mean, I, I don't know. It just it's, it's an odd mentality. Yeah. Like I think we've seen it. Yeah, it is. So go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I cut it, you off. it's odd. I I do not like playing golf poorly. So I honestly, I probably need to work harder and do better in terms of like the way that I think my way through a round of golf yeah. now than I did before the year because now it's like all right, well, I already won. I've already locked up my tour card. Sure, I'll try to cut this seven iron back into this back right portion with all the trouble around it. <laughs> um, maybe not. That's not why you won. That's not why you're in this position. You know, fat the nine iron to the front left of the green and two putt and go to the next hole. Um, but no, I, I mean, I don't really, I've never played a PGA Tour event on our like PGA Tour links. I don't have access to any of that stuff yet. Like, I don't know. I know that I'm the better I do, the better, the higher I am, the more events I'll get into. I don't know where, like, but I know from last year that first is better than second. (laughs) Second's better than third. Third is better than fourth. Like, yeah. Now I just like first gets you in the players too. Yeah. First is the, a whole different ball game. You're fully exempt. And then like, (laughs) you can take weeks off again. You know, this week, this year I was fully exempt and, I might've gotten a little aggressive in my off weeks, but then I had good results and could stick to it. I wouldn't have been able to do that had I not played so well, but uh, no. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to try to get to first. I do not, I don't really know. I know there's something weird about how like our positions after Portland are locked in a certain sense. And then I think the only way that I can move up is if I like finish higher on the, other points list and then it counts i i gotta kind of figure that out um but i'll probably figure that out after portland i'm i don't need any more to think about than i already do <laughs> but i just now it's and like scotty's a, a buddy of mine now I've, i told him like four weeks ago i was gonna pass him and he laughed at me so now i just gotta pass him <laughs> yeah, just piss him off and then it. uh try to get up to the other guy try to get to number one i don't even know if it's if I won in Portland, it's not possible for me to pass uh, the guy first right now. Um, so I got to play well in Portland and then play well in the finals events. And yeah, I just don't want to, you know, I'm sure there's going to be an event or two I don't get in next year, but I don't want it to be like, oh, I'm first out, dude. Why didn't you make a push and try to finish third? You know, now you would have been in. I don't, but I also don't know how the fields work or anything like that. So the better I do, hey, I know the that's that's future Harry problems, you know. Yeah, that's oh, the yeah. way I like to look at it. I, then I always mm-hmm. am mad at myself, you know, when I look back. I'm like, God, he should have. But you know, future future problems. Oh yeah, I'm pretty good at that. I'm pretty good at looking ahead, um, and then usually messing up. So maybe I shouldn't even worry about it. Maybe I should just keep going on the like. Honestly, I really don't know. I know that third's better than fourth. <laughs> Other than that, I don't really, I don't know what will make a huge difference and what won't. Hey, uh, I, you know, I want to get you get you out of here pretty soon. You've been more than gracious with your time, but I, yeah. I got to ask one question. You, you know, I've heard rumors that Bryson DeChambeau is just he's obsessed with chocolate milk. Is that true? Uh, I don't know if he is anymore. I haven't seen him in a while. But he did order a chocolate milk when we were celebrating his USAM win at uh, Bandito's local Tex-Mex spot here. We would like it was the place we could go and 
just drink and carry on. Like that's where we've always celebrated everything. We've, I mean, I used to go there like four times a week. Uh, now my girlfriend hates it. So I can't really go anymore. It's just, it's tough. He did order chocolate milk at banditos and they gave it to him. And I had no idea that was possible. But Bryson is a massive chocolate mil- or I guess was a massive chocolate milk fan. Right. And then another, he's a big fan of, uh, Boston market. He was very, Interesting. Yeah, he was really nice to me. Well, he's always been nice to me. Um, but he he like hosted us at his new house after I won last year in Peru. And he was flying in from somewhere. And he I guess he still does or owned a cow. And they like chopped it all up for him. And he, he we, we grilled four really good steaks. And then all of the sides were from Boston Market. And I think it was the first time I've ever had anything from Boston Market. And it was... <laughs> pretty freaking good so it's amazing i didn't even know they were still around to be honest with you but i have i don't know that i've ever even like i'm sure i've driven by one but i don't know that i've ever even seen it interesting i think there's like 400 of them around the country yeah i'm i am not above it that's for sure but it's like nowadays you you remember all the subways that there used to be like yeah yeah can you name where a subway is anymore no no that was like boston market was there's one in panama the last one I went to was in Panama because <laughs> it was on the, they bust us to the other hotel and it was on the walk back to my hotel. And I figured, yeah, this is probably safe. It's probably not going to be good, but it's probably safe. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. can I do another rapid question? Speed round. Sure. What's the, uh, you, uh, you talking about that speed shot was like amazing. What, what's, yes. what's the best shot you've ever seen hit competition and what's the best shot you've ever seen hit and or you've and ever I, hit yourself I and say. i want i want the worst shot you've ever hit in competition <laughs> okay i can give you the worst shot so my 2016 i mondayed into springfield and it was the only other time i played uh this this event and i was yeah. it was saturday but i was gonna miss the cut on the back nine hole 14 it's like a three wood and like a nine iron three wood out to the right nine iron really nothing, nothing to it. But I was like four or five over on the week. And, you know, we had already had delays. I had like six holes to finish. I think I went birdie birdie, which obviously made no difference. And then I get to this hole and I'm like, all right, let's, cause like me, I'm always trying to be positive. All right. I'm let's, let's shoot on a par this round. And I'm still going to miss the cut by a million, but at least it gives me momentum. And, and I got over this three wood and as I like took my backswing and got to the top of my swing, I didn't say it aloud, but I thought in my head, holy shit, I'm going to top this. And I <laughs> dead top it. <laughs> so but that also goes to the like, hey, dude, maybe if you just got to the top of your swing and said, this is going to be great, it's going to be great. Yeah. Where, where there... that's the worst shot i think i've ever seen and i've definitely ever hit <laughs> how, how 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 far did this top go like how... it went like oh man it got worse i made eight I, oh, I need to look it up i think i made eight it went to the it went just the tee box was probably like 25 yards long so it went and we were on the kind of the back edge it went to the <laughs> front edge of the box and then they had sharp little like pretty deep little dives down and it went into the rough on the downslope and the rough was thick. The only play that I should, the only thing I should have done honestly was chip it backwards onto the tee box and then hit it into the fairway. I got over, 
I got over to the ball. And my brother was with me, and I'm missing the cut. So who cares? <laughs> I grabbed a six iron, thinking like oh, I'm gonna. And this was a steep downslope. Oh, I'm for sure gonna get this up. <laughs> so I hit the six iron. The next one, I hit it like four yards to the flat, and then I hit a wedge into the front of the fairway, and then I had to lay up, and then I hit it on. And I'm pretty sure I two putted, two or probably three putted for eight. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. The best one. Like that, just I'll like, never either- forget that. <laughs> like I and that that tee shot's pretty easy, and I I don't know why I hit three wood then, or maybe I'm hitting it a lot further now. But I just hit four iron off that tee every day, and yeah. it just like hits this downslope. And then I I think I probably played that whole under par too, but I definitely was thinking like I need to get out to fourteen and just make sure that I get the top out of my mind. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, I'm not I'm not any good at remembering the best ones. That's all right. All good. There have been. Uh, no, um, Nick Voke. What I don't, you, what, what you should do the, in the most, not even really electric, but go watch the, the web event in Nat or sorry, corn fairy tour event in Nashville next year. And just go watch guys play the first hole. He's the <laughs> hardest hole in the world. It is so poorly designed. I've, I've seen that. Like, hole. <laughs> okay. Well, Nick hit it in the right bunker, which when you hit it in the right bunker, you're probably going to hit the next one into the water drop and then either get up and down for five or not and make six. Well, Nick Voke to a tucked right flag. So it's up against the bunker, but it doesn't matter because there's so much slope. He hit so much golf ball out of this bunker and it was just like soft, nasty sand. It sounded like he hit a driver and it landed hole high and hopped just a little bit and then spun back to like two feet. And I, I was inside of him in the bunker and I was thinking, all right, do I like, and I didn't have a great lie. Do I like put it to the front of the bunker and then try to like nudge it out? Do I just say, screw it and blade it into the bunker and go to the other side. And he hit the greatest bunker shot I've ever seen or anybody probably will ever see in their entire lives. I don't, I almost wanted to tell him, like, dude, you, there's no way you can tap in with that ball. You had to have ripped the cover clean off. <laughs> it was one of the best shots I've ever seen. That's amazing. So, yeah, that one. Probably, that right. was probably the best one I saw all year. Love it. Love it. Uh, any more, Andy? I, I was going to throw him one yeah. more. You got get your, your floor. Got to get yeah, you out of here free. on this. I'm not, I'm not in a hurry, but I get <laughs> it if, you need to, if you're tired of hearing me talk. No, this is fantastic. All right, so, like, you're headed to the PGA Tour next year. Like, what do you, yeah. I mean, what do you expect? What are, what are your expectations there? You've talked about, like, you know, you weren't, like, the top-rated college golfer. You yeah. hit it a long way. You hit it pretty straight or hit it long enough. Um, like, what do you expect the biggest, like, adjustment to be? Like, what are you most excited about? What are you most anxious about going up to the PGA Tour? I, I think just my my excitement is and expectation I don't know expectation wise. My excitement is just kind of the same thing as like Latin America to the web tour slash corn fairy tour this year. Um, I just want to see like, if I continue to do what I'm doing, continue to have the same, you know, preparation and stats and kind of belief in myself. I want to see how it stacks up at now the highest level on what for the most part will be some of the hardest golf courses with, you know, some of the most, demanding shots i just i want to see like how good i know i'm now i kind of really maybe truly know that i'm really pretty good uh i kind of want to see like all right and then i want to like 
I'm a big fan. I think that was part of the reason why I've, it took me a little while to have some success, but you know, I wasn't an all American. I wasn't highly ranked, but I kind of always knew that I was going to, if, if I stayed in it long enough, I was going to start getting some of these guys. And now I've got a chance to get guys that are like, you know, really established and you know, the names that everybody talks about. Um, but no, I was just going to keep doing, keep doing the same stuff and see if it, see how well it fit. If it didn't, then the only thing I probably shouldn't do is panic and just try to get better. And, um, goals wise, I mean, last Latin America, I told myself I wanted to win the money list. I wrote a little post-it note and put it above where I, on my mirror, where I brush my teeth and see it every morning. Uh, I did the same thing this year. So hopefully I can make another late push and win this money list. And then if I were to win the, or I guess it's points list, if I were to win this points list uh, you and Obviously, I'm going to write a poster that says I'm going to win the FedEx Cup next year. Yeah, you have uh, to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if I go one, one, and then it, honestly, it would be a travesty if I didn't win the whole thing next year. Yeah. And then yeah. I, at that point, at that point, I might, I might just quit and be like, all right, yeah, I did it. I'm done. Uh, and uh, I don't, I don't even know how much money these guys are about to win in these next few weeks anyway, but. I think I probably wouldn't be able to mess all that money up. So sure. I might just be out. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. fantastic. So uh, it, uh, last question. We've said this like six yeah. times. What's uh, What event non-major are you most excited to play in on the PGA mm. Tour? And I assume you're going to have to finish. You're going to finish Webb, and you're going to have to play a lot right away in the fall. That's generally yeah, how I the think Webb I'll guys get into go. The, yeah, the, the first five... Um, God, what would be like the hardest golf course? Uh, I don't know. See, that's the other thing. Like, like I said to you guys, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of golf Twitter and like, I'm not really a golf nerd, but I always love like getting up in the morning and practicing on the weekends. And then I like to come back and watch weekend golf. Cause I like to see guys that have a chance to win, see how they handle it, all that. And like, it's kind of odd that I'm not really going to be able to watch much PGA tour golf this next year. <laughs> or I'm like, obviously hopefully I'm playing and I'm not like some of my weekends. It was so fun just sitting here, maybe cracking a cold beer and scrolling through golf Twitter and listening to people rip or praise or whatever everybody does to That's everyone amazing. else while they play. Like now it's going to be me or maybe it's not going to be me, but I'm not going to be able to watch it or follow it along. Um, I think the I think the one on non major would be uh the Nelson here at Trinity Forest. I'm a member uh and the SMU and you know, all of everyone that I know is here. Um so that would probably be my non major one. But um hey, the only thing that I want to try to do one. is that's get That's a great one. That's a great pick. Yeah. The only thing I want to try to do is get in the masters, obviously. Like that's if I win or if I get I'd have to finish like second, like four times to get into the top 50 probably. But yeah. that's the only thing that no, you don't have that far to go. You're 146. Get to the top yeah, 50 week before, Again, week before the masters. I don't know how those things work. I would assume I, I, you know, come close a few times and then I might have an outside shot. Maybe they'd like me enough to give me an exemption anyway. <laughs> I doubt it. The special. Exemption. No, I think, I think, uh, I think your special exemption are worthy, you know? I, I mean, I certainly think so. <laughs> they might want it reserved for 
someone more established. <laughs> but all right, uh, no Trinity Force for sure. The Nelson next year will be a, a ton of fun. Um, I was, I mean, I was never worthy of a sponsor exemption into it either. Not that I didn't try, but I was never worthy. And <laughs> I'm looking forward to playing into uh, in front of all my home hometown and family and friends and basically all the knucklehead members that I've become friends with there. Uh, yeah, they're just going to be hooting and hollering and having a whole lot of fun. So it's, I'm looking forward to that. For it's sure. so neat that uh, that your first PGA Tour start will be like next year. Like you haven't played in any before this. Yeah, no, none. I mean, that was that was going to be my other answer. Which one are you looking forward to? The first one. Like, I want to see that that first tee shot I hit at the Green Bar. I cannot wait to like see how I react to that because I've hit plenty of tee shots this year. Like, a little shaky. My thighs get really tight, and it's just like, huh. <laughs> so I kind of I'm looking forward to like seeing what that's like. If I hit that first fairway, it'd be like, all right, let's do this. I'm off and running. If I don't, it's like, all right, I'm going to need to scrap together these first couple holes and finally calm down, hopefully. And now I just I want to see how my game stacks up, and I can't I can't wait to do it. I mean, I mean, I know we've always we always growing up joked like, I mean, how do these guys? What do these guys ever complain about? Like they get cars, and we always used to joke. Now you can use the flags, but the PGA Tour flags, like any ball that hits it it goes in and like i kind of want to test all these things out (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing courtesy cars you know oh yeah you got good things coming your way i would get i just figured i would get two rooms at the greenbrier as well because i played (laughs) a junior golf event there and it's not cheap no and and we we called them like held rooms just in case i actually get into the event which i think i now will uh and it wasn't, but like a few days after that, I realized I had to pay for both those rooms. I kind of was, <laughs> I was borderline surprised. I'm already kind of spoiling myself. Um, but no, I guess you don't have the rental car uh, expense. But uh, yeah, the rental cars are not going to cost as much as the rooms. Yeah. I would doubt. That's, uh, you know, if you play good, it all takes care of itself, though. You know, that room will you know, be a drop am, in the bucket. My, my saying is, it's just another six-footer. There you go. I am not afraid to spend money on comfort and convenience uh, throughout my golf and travel life. So I love it. I need to probably spend less and do a better job of that. But uh, yeah, I just keep saying it's just another six footer. Uh, You know, (laughs) oh, Harry, you don't have to buy dinner. Well, that's all right. It's just another six footer. I'll just make another one. (laughs) That's a great great way to live. I love it. Uh, Well, well, hopefully. We are sad to be uh, uh, losing you in the uh, Sunday Twitter and golf watching uh, community, but definitely pumped for you. We will be watching. I think you have two big fans in us and our audience, so we'll, we'll be pumped to tune in and watch you next year. And certainly awesome, as, the, yeah. as the corn fairy season finishes out. So Yeah, we'll just have awesome. to come up with a nickname for you, you know? That's, that's <laughs> what I'm going to have to think about now. Well, okay, so... I guess this was the only, this was the other thing growing up. Everybody, well, well, you know, I, I get Higgs a lot. Uh, and then I played with the no laying up guys and they, I think they did Harry the Hitman, which, sure. eh, I don't hate. We, uh, we got Hitman Hearn. We got a, we got a, Oh, okay. Well then, no, no, no. I don't want that. I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. Um, growing up, I was always, and I, this was something that I said. So 
I don't know that I should be awarded anything because I said it, but I, and it's my nickname back home. I always pretty much always hit the ball whole high. So I one day just was like, Oh, whole high Harry. And it's kind of shortened to triple H triple H. So I don't know if that's too much with whole high Harry and then it being shorter and all that. But, uh, I think all of my friends growing up, they would love to see triple H or whole high Harry. All right. But that that. might not have enough. That might not have enough pizzazz either. I think we might be able to figure out a new one. Uh, Mr. Banditos, although it doesn't sound like you're going there enough anymore. So, <laughs> uh, Dude, I tried. My girlfriend was kind enough to pick me up from the airport today, and I tried to suggest it for tomorrow night and got shot down. Even <laughs> after a win? Yeah, that's where we celebrated everything. And like, <laughs> she says I can go, but she just will not go with me. Oh, all right. Um, okay. She just oh, does man. not think it's good Tex-Mex. And... Like, I can't, I can't really, I mean, I could, but I probably shouldn't go without her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, that makes sense. I can definitely, I'm always in charge of my own decisions. It's just now that I've gotten old enough and realized, oh, these decisions affect other people too. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. Harry Higgs, this was awesome. We will be rooting for you at the end of, end of the KFC season here and definitely uh, on the PGA Tour starting in the fall, September. So thanks so much for the time, Harry. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no worries, guys. I enjoyed it. Thanks again, and I'll be following along with you all for sure. All right, thanks again to Harry Higgs for the time. Busy man, a lot going on, playing in Portland. Got the web finals uh, ahead of him, or Corn Ferry finals. So that was a great interview. We wanted to kind of share with you heading into the weekend. Um, Andy, you ready for the weekend? Going to be locked into playoff playoff golf? I'm uh I'm going to the beach. I'll probably watch a, a good amount though. Have uh, it on your iPad on the beach, just no in and out of runs back and forth from the house. You know, <laughs> going to going to the, going to a family house. You know, All right. there wife, you go. wife's family. So in, in in between runs back and forth, I'll I'll sit down. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like a good good beach house watching. You know, because you, you can pop in, pop out break from the in-laws like i gotta go check on the points i gotta go check on the projected tour championship leaderboard i'm sorry exactly sorry guys claim work (laughs) all right everyone enjoy your weekends we will check in with you uh monday morning